ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockham, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my goddess. Oh, my goddess. It has been a month since I taped a new episode. And that's because we've been traveling in Italy, throughout Italy, for the entire month of August. And it's been incredible, and it's been beautiful, and it's been hard with a two-year-old, and it's been fun with a two-year-old. And it's truly been living a vision board. (laughs) My vision board, maybe your vision board, many vision boards, to live here, to work here, to play here to make love here outside on the Amalfi Coast on our ridiculously big private balcony. And there's so much I want to share. And I'm going to take you through like how fun it's been. I'm going to take you through day by day of the retreat that I led in Tuscany. I'm going to take you through even how hard it's been being a mom to a toddler here, all of it. And the thing I want you to take away is that this is possible for you. Now, before I begin, I want to share with you something super special that is happening. My birthday is coming up in a week. (laughs) I can't believe I'm turning 48. And on my birthday, I am going to make the biggest announcement of the biggest change, the biggest thing to happen in Purpose Girl Land since I started 12 years ago. What's been happening to me over the last year is a realization of the next level of the depth of what I'm really here for and of what no longer works and what no longer serves me. And so everything is about to change. On September 8th, I am having the most incredible, most delicious, most beautiful, most powerful we birthday party, right? So when we were little girls, little kids, our parents would throw us birthday parties. Mine were like in the pool and we would dive deep for pennies or we would go to Chuck E. Cheese. Thank you, mom and dad. They were awesome. But we often didn't choose, right? Many of us didn't choose to be born. Our souls maybe did, but not us as humans. And so there comes a time in all of our lives where we get to rebirth as the woman we were born to be. We get to choose. And that's really what I've done with this life is I was headed on a path. If you've listened to prior episodes, you know, I was headed on a path of trying to be perfect, being married to my tall, dark, handsome lawyer, like all of it. And that didn't make me happy. And so I've had to let pieces of me die off over and over and over again and to birth again, to rebirth. And what is going to be happening on September 8th at my rebirthday party as the next rebirth. And I'm so excited to share it with all of you. Come to the rebirthday party. You can get the link in the show notes or on my social media at Karen Rockhind on Facebook, at Instagram. Come. Because together we're all going to go through a rebirth on that call. And it's on my actual birthday. So bring your sparkling wine, bring your sparkling juice, your water, whatever you like. And let's do this together, sister. This month has been so incredible. It has been a month of everything for such a long time, many, many, many years ago when I was in my corporate job, I dreamt, oh, if I could just like take my laptop and I could travel anywhere and I could work from anywhere and people talk about it, right? Like I'm going to go to a cafe and work from there. And it's like, how do you get to do that? And that's what this month has been. So we landed in Rome and we were so excited. And we got to our hotel. We immediately changed out of our airplane clothes. And I put on this like adorable blue dress that I got for $20 on Amazon. We went out and we were starving. And the first place we decided to sit down at, we ordered, Josh ordered some sort of salad. I'm like, nope, pizza. And I ordered a four cheese pizza that had smoked cheese and gorgonzola and mozzarella and that delicious like 
wood fried, perfect, soft, yet crunchy crust. And it was huge and no sauce. It was just cheese on bread. And it was so delicious. And we had our wine. And do you even know how cheap food is here? Like we are in awe because we can have a pizza for like seven euro, which the euro and the dollar are basically the same right now. So like $7 and have a glass of wine. You can have a glass of wine here for like three euro. It's like unbelievable. And it was the most delicious pizza I've ever had. I will forever remember that pizza. And then we had a day of exploring Rome and going to a playground. We've learned we need to go to a playground every day with our two-year-old. It just so happened that my coach was going to be in Rome at the same time I was going to be in Rome. And that part of my work with her includes me doing a VIP day with her. Right? I do these one-day experiences with clients because in a 45-minute coaching session or maybe you've been to therapy before, you can only get so much done in 45 minutes. But when you have eight hours... You really can do so much. It's like you can really move through all the obstacles and blocks. You can really expand on your ideas. You can get so clear on your purpose and next steps. And and so she hosted me at the St. Regis, this five-star hotel for the day. We didn't sleep there. But all day we were ordering cappuccinos and croissants and lobster lunch and champagne. And she helped me get so clear on what is coming. Because like I said, everything is about to change. And she helped me get so clear. And so there I was, my very first day of being in Italy, sitting at the St. Regis, this fancy dancy hotel with this woman I adore creating my biggest dreams and what's to come. And it, it was a dream. It's like, what, what is this life that we're sitting here in Rome, both of us from the United States, doing this? And it was such a dream. And then at the end of the day, Josh and Shay came to meet us and Shay had juice and Josh had wine. And then that night we went back to our hotel in Rome where we had a balcony and I went out at eight or nine o'clock, whatever time it was at night onto our balcony. I turned on my zoom and I led my goddess on fire group from there in the dark. And it was so incredible. Two hours of coaching them after this incredible day in Rome. And it's like, oh my goddess, this gets to be my life that I can literally work from anywhere. This was exactly the dream so many years ago. And here, here I was doing it on day one. First of all, Kim, my coach, is like more like a friend, right? So we had a great time and we laughed and we even talked about our partners because she and I both are the money makers, the breadwinners in our families. And we talked as friends and we laughed and we drank and we ate and like all of it. And then I got to work with my laptop and it was literally like, oh my God, this is a vision board. This, this is exactly what I always dreamed of. And then the next day we woke up, we enjoyed Rome a little bit, and then we went down to the Amalfi Coast. And I will tell you, Shay loves trains. So we were like, sweet, we're going to book a train during his nap time so that he can enjoy the train for a few minutes. Like, yay, we're going on a train. And then he's going to nap. And then we're going to end up on the Amalfi Coast and he'll wake up and this is perfect. Wrong. He loved the train, check, but he loved it so much he wouldn't nap. So my cousin Stacy led a preschool years ago, and a tip she gave me to travel with a toddler is to wrap little gifts that you can give him at difficult times, and no amount of gifts, no amount of Mickey Mouse, no amount of snacks, no amount of anything. He was screaming for about an hour on the train. There was nothing I could do. It just was. And then we got to the Amalfi Coast. And it was like, the Amalfi Coast was like our dream. We had been to Italy on our honeymoon, but we had never been to the Amalfi Coast. And here we were in this place that was supposed to be so dreamy and so yummy and exquisite and delicious and luxurious. And we had a screaming, screaming toddler. And we made it through. When we got there, we were supposed to go to a ferry and we missed the ferry because he was screaming and it's okay. We made it through. We found a taxi driver. We said, will you please take us and our screaming toddler? And he was so nice. He said, yes. And then Shay was screaming for most of that car ride. And I held him and held him. He was in the car seat next to me. And I would just wrap my hands around him. And in the last 10 minutes, he finally fell asleep using my hand as a pillow. And it felt like one of the most beautiful moments of my life. I knew in that moment that my baby was having such a hard time and to be his comfort with my hand. I felt so good. My hand was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I had such a cramp after and I felt so good. 
And then we arrived in Maori, which Josh, thank you, Josh. He planned this entire trip. Like I owe everything to him. I was working and leading so many retreats and so many different things. And he planned every hotel, every location, every train, every ferry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. He's, I mean, I'm so freaking lucky. And it's part of my formula of how I've been able to make all of this work is that I have a husband and yes, part of his job in our household is to work on Purpose Girl, the podcast and other things. And part of his job is to run our household. And some of the things that maybe most women quote unquote do in our society, but like, why does it have to be that way? And I know you may not have, you might say, well, Karen, I don't have a partner like you have. They won't plan everything. And maybe there's opportunity to open conversation. Maybe there are new ways. Maybe you can even hire someone for $20 an hour who will do some of the planning for you. Or maybe you and your partner can start to shift things. You can work with a couple's counselor. You could open up new conversation. So we arrived in Maori, which is the most family-friendly town on the Amalfi Coast. If you're going to the Amalfi Coast, stay in Maori. It is extremely local. So we're Amalfi. We did go to Amalfi for two different days to explore, to enjoy incredible. We love the beaches there. There are children there. Absolutely. But it was also very difficult for Shay there because it's very touristy. There are a million different shops. He wanted everything at every shop and it was like so hard. But Maori is much more quiet, very family oriented, perfect beaches. Yes, yes, yes to Maori. And Josh found us an Airbnb. There was only one room, but it had a kitchen, which was important to us. And it had a balcony that was as big as, if not bigger than the whole apartment. And it was private. The balcony overlooked the hills of the Amalfi Coast, just like you see in the pictures with the different color houses in yellows and whites and the red roofs all built in to the stone of the mountain. The water just off to the right. It was incredible. Like if you don't follow me on social media, just follow me to go back and look at those pictures. And it was totally private. And the best of the best, it had a shower on this balcony. And so we could shower. We discovered the first day because Shay said, turn on the shower. And we all had a family shower nude. And we discovered that we could be nude on our balcony and nobody would see us. And so that was a week of bliss. Josh and I made love on that balcony. Frankly, we had two different times in that shower that were downright erotic novels. That's how hot our lovemaking was on this balcony. And it was so needed, right? When we're in the day-to-day and we're like getting up and we're getting Shay ready and we're getting ready for work and we're blah, blah, like, And then by the end of the day, we're so tired. We've made dinner. We've worked all day. Our relationship isn't as hot as it used to be. It isn't as passionate as it used to be. And that's normal and that's okay. And to have that week... It was so raw and so hot and so juicy. While she would nap, we would be enjoying each other and drinking a glass of rosé. And then I would do a Zoom call. Like, it was the everything of everythings. It was incredible. We even met friends down on the beach because I noticed another family that was there every day. And they were Italian, but they spoke a little English. And so the two little boys would play. And then we talked to the dad. And then we bumped into them on the little playground the next day. Like, we made friends. And it was fun and it was beautiful. And we could take a ferry each day and go to different little towns. And so one day we even went to another little town, Minori, which has a bakery that Stanley Tucci talked about on his show. Do you watch that show? It's so good. I think it's called Something Italy, Eating Italy. Look it up. It's His show is so good. He eats his way through Italy. And we went to get this one specific lemony, soft, delicious dessert that looks like a breast, but it's so delicious. And Josh and I don't even like lemon desserts. And this was so moist. Oh my God, it's what I wouldn't give to eat another one right now. And then there wasn't much else to do in that town. And so the ferry wasn't coming back yet, but we realized, oh, we could walk up the hills through the Amalfi Coast back to our little town. And so that was an adventure. And it was just like, one delicious adventure, one slow day at a time. And by the way, the apartment was 130 steps. So three times a day, we would go up the 130 steps carrying our 30-pound child and maybe groceries and a stroller and whatever else. And it was like such a great workout and we felt so good. And that's why we had a private balcony because we were up on this hilltop. It was just the everything of everything. And one day I was up doing work. I think I was doing a coaching session while Josh and Shay were still down at the playground. And just as I was about to come meet them, 
the skies opened up and it poured and they were there without an umbrella. And Josh messaged me that he didn't know how to get Shay back because Shay was freaking out. He had the stroller. It was too hard. So I came down in the rain to get them. And I noticed that the ice cream store was still open and you could kind of take shelter in it. And so I ran up to them in the rain and I grabbed my little boy out of the stroller and I said, isn't it time for ice cream in the rain? And suddenly Shay giggled and we ran over to the ice cream store in the rain and we had ice cream and it was like incredible and perfect. And so even in the hard moments, we've been making it fun. It doesn't mean it was all fun. Like we've had so many temper tantrums and we've learned one day we went to Amalfi and that's where we realized, oh my God, he does not like to be in huge crowds. <laughs> And we can't be just with one Chazarai store. You know what Chazarai is? It's like all the trinkets and stuff that you can buy. And that's what Amalfi, it's like one store after another where he just, I want that, 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 I want that. I want, I want, I want, I want. And so we were like, okay, now we've learned for the rest of the trip. We can't be around all these stores that sell all these souvenirs. So we learned. And from Amalfi, we then went to Venice. And we've actually flew into Venice. And Josh and I went to Venice on our honeymoon. It was actually our first stop. And we booked an Airbnb that was big enough for Josh's older son, our older son, who's 21 to come. And he flew in to be with us. And we didn't plan for it to be near the hotel where we had been before. We weren't even thinking of that. But the very first night when we got there, we took a walk and went to dinner. And as we're sitting at dinner, I'm like, this looks so familiar. I think that this is where we had our first meal on our honeymoon. It was like, no way. Yes, I think so. No. How is that even possible? <laughs> Sure enough, we looked at the picture and you could match up the green awning to the green awning, the circular window to the circular window. And that's just the magic of following your heart, following your soul that we had our first meal, the same place without even planning. And now we got to do it with our children. And it was like so beautiful. And I will honestly say that the beauty in Venice ended then <laughs> because Shay had an incredibly hard time in Venice. We had dreams that Venice would be so incredible and we would be going on gondola rides, which we did, but it was hard. Venice is a, is a city of souvenir shop after souvenir shop. Plus every few feet, you have to go up and down a bridge. He did not want to walk. It was just so hot, like so incredibly hot. And us carrying the stroller up and down bridges, it was just exhausting. And he was screaming throughout Venice, Mama Uppy, Mama Uppy, for days. And it was a huge learning for us. And the learning that we got in that was to slow down, was to do things differently than we would have in the past. In the past, yes, we wanted to explore and see all of the city. We wanted to see everywhere. And so we booked this trip to Italy that we would, we would go from Rome to Amalfi to Venice to Milan to this, to that, to this, to that. And we learned, wait, slow it down. See the world through Shay's eyes. And you know what Shay wanted to do? He wanted to put his cup into the water fountain and dump it out. And then fill up the cup again and then dump it out. And then put his mouth under the water and taste it. And then spit it out. And then run into the water. And then take his clothes off in the water. And then take his diaper off in the water like... He wanted to be at the water fountain for like 45 minutes. And you know what? It was freaking beautiful and fun and incredible. And isn't that the lesson that we all need? We don't need to run around to here and to there and to here and to there. And I know I say this as I'm in Italy for a month, but like we can apply this anywhere. Let it be on your vision board that you're just going to be. And so since then, that's how we've done the rest of the trip is how do we just be? How do we slow down? How do we see the world through his eyes? Because he looks at everything with wonder. The yellow orange berries outside in the garden, outside of this apartment in Florence, he has stared at and looked at and wanted to touch and wanted to hold. And we won't let him touch it because we think that they're poisonous or at least we don't know what they are. But he's fascinated by them. There are motorcycles and scooters everywhere here. He is fascinated by them. We need to stop at every single scooter, which is basically stopping every two inches. And that's okay. And this is now part of my next vision board. Is the slow drip of life. It's like the honey, the thick 
honey, enjoying that instead of gulping down the 32-ounce Big Gulp Coke, right? Which I happen to love Diet Coke. This is nothing against Diet Cokes or Big Gulps. It's just like the pleasure and enjoyment is in the savoring, in the slowing down. And we had such a good time having our older son here with COVID. We weren't able to be with him. He was 19 when COVID happened and 19 year olds, for the most part, many of them were still hanging out with each other and we didn't know where all of his friends, you know, had been and who they were hanging out with. So he didn't spend a lot of time with Shay. And so for them to have a week together, for us to have a week with him, he lives with his mom now. He used to live with us full time and then half time. It was so special. It was so special, and I feel so grateful that we could make that happen. And while we were in Venice for five days, I got to have one of those magical days of my life. When I had been in Rome, my coach took care of me for a whole day. Well, when I was in Venice, one of my clients came and let me take care of her for a whole day. And it was so incredibly special because years ago, for one of her special birthdays, her partner asked her, where do you want to go? And she said, Venice. And he said, oh, I have connections in Rome. I can make a great trip. And at the time, she didn't have the powerful voice that she has now to say, no, I want to go to Venice. And she said, okay, to Rome. But it's been on her mind and in her heart for, I think, a decade that she didn't say yes to herself with that trip. And then she never went to the city she was always wanting to go to. And it was like this reclamation, right? It was like knowing who she is. And we've been working together for a year now. And in that time, I have seen her just like expand and grow and go from somebody who wouldn't sit by herself in a cafe in Paris to a year later, she's traveling the world by herself. She's relaunched her whole business. She has women working with her to expand and transform and, and to be in their joy because her presence is so magnetic and so large because she's so in her power. And so when she knew I was going to be in Italy, she said, I want a VIP day in Venice. I want to redo that birthday. And that's what we did. We said, it's going to be a re-birthday celebration. <laughs> it's a big theme of mine right now. And so I scoped out the perfect cafe for us to meet at in the morning, right next to the Rialto Bridge, which is like the big most famous bridge in Venice. And we had a cafe table where our waiter brought us cappuccinos right next to the bridge, right on the canal where we could see gondolas go by. And I'd asked her in advance, what do you want from the day? And she said, I want to feel special. So we spent time first at that cafe talking about what it means to be special and defining that and what her dreams and what her desires were. And then we laughed and we hugged and we took lots of pictures because we love each other so much. And then we began our walk. So the first thing I knew I wanted us to do was to go on a gondola ride. I wanted her to have that experience of feeling special early in the morning in Venice, going on one of those amazing gondola rides with the guy in the hat and the striped shirt and the, you know, and there was a group of four gondoliers and we walked up to them and I said, which one of you wants to treat us like queens? Which one of you wants to pamper us? And to be honest, these were like, young boys. And so they were not the gondolier that I wanted. I wanted a gondolier that would sing to her. I said, I want you to shower her with love. I want you to tell her how beautiful she is. I want you to sing happy birthday. And the gondolier we got was like, I don't know, 21 and didn't speak English. And I don't think he knew what I really wanted. And so it was like, eh, okay, well, this isn't going to be the gondola ride we wanted. That was like maybe a half a second of a thought. And then it was like, screw that. I and we are going to make this the gondola ride that I have envisioned and that we want. And so from the minute we stepped onto that boat, we were the most expansive, most adoring, most fabulous women in all of Venice. The city will never be the same. Every time we went under a bridge, we waved at people and said, ciao, ciao, buongiorno, ciao. And people who had frowns on their face suddenly started smiling and laughing. People were taking pictures of us. People were waving. I had gotten a cold bottle of champagne, and so on our gondola ride, I popped it, and we did happy birthday to her. We were exuberant. We were fully alive, and people were laughing, and it was like incredible, the magic that we created. We didn't need the gondolier. We didn't need a guy, an outside person, to make us feel fabulous. We made ourselves feel fabulous, and that was even better. 
we then went wandering through the streets of Venice and went into a chocolate shop to taste this and taste that. And I got her some pistachio something. And then it was like, and then we went by a clothing shop and we were like, oh, that would look so good. And so I tried on all these clothes. Then we saw hats and I ended up buying a $180 hat. Like, what was I thinking? But it was so much fun. I then took us on a water taxi to Murano, which is the home of glass blowing. And if you've never been to Murano, please go or please look up Murano glass. It is known for exquisite, incredible different glass pieces. And you can get glass as big as your whole house, pieces of sculpture or chandeliers. You can get jewelry, which I ended up buying for both of us. You can get glasses, which we have in our house, like all different things. And the reason I wanted to take her there is because each piece of glass that is blown there is special. No two of them are the same. No two are alike. And I wanted her to feel that specialness and to have it in her hand and to like really take in that she too is so special. There is no one on earth like her. And of course, we had a fabulous time. We ate this fabulous lunch and had wine and pasta and seafood and everything else. And while we were sitting there, we both were feeling this itch to like put all of this fabulousness and this specialness into action. So we then went to the St. Regis because I had seen how fabulous the St. Regis was in Rome with my coach. And so I'd scoped out where the St. Regis was in Venice. And we sat in this luxurious, glorious lobby. And we took out our journals and we took out our pen. And in an hour and a half, we created the next six months of her business. And exactly what's the program and exactly what's her social media plan and exactly how she's going to get the message out and exactly her methodology for her work. And it was like what you might need eight hours or frankly, eight days or even eight months to create, we did in an hour and a half. And we were able to do it so quickly because we were so full on life and so alive and so in our bodies and in our magnificence that then the work just came easily. You know, when you sit down and you want to create something or you want to write a book or you want to work on something and it's like, it won't come and it won't come and it won't come. And you like sit there for three hours and you try to force it. Like that happens to me all the time. I have learned that I actually have to put it away and go do something that I enjoy, whether it's even just putting on red lipstick, dancing, going for a walk, being with a friend, like something feeling fabulous. And then the work flows. And it was such a reminder of that. And so can you believe it? Here I was in Venice working, being paid to work to be in Venice. Like what? It was the everything of everything, I'm telling you. And then because she and I have become so close over the years, she knows my family so well. She came out to dinner with our family and we had the best time. My son calls her Auntie Isa because her name is Lisa. Shout out to you, Lisa. It was so incredible. While I was on the VIP day, we got a message from our Airbnb in Milan that we were going to the next day that they had no Wi-Fi. And it was like, oh my effing God, what are we going to do? Because the only way that this whole thing works is if I can work at night, right? I lead Zoom calls. I do my client calls. Like I do my team calls. Like I have to have Wi-Fi. I'm not just on vacation here. I am working. And for a brief moment, Josh started to look at where else we could go in Venice. What other Airbnbs were available? And then I went, wait a minute. This is a gift from the goddess. Because Shay doesn't do well in cities and we don't need all the cities. We'll come back some other time. We'll go to Milan when it's just the two of us or when he's older. We don't need that. What we need is slowing down. And so I looked online and we were a couple of hours from another beach town that's known for being great for kids. They have a Ferris wheel. You can rent bikes. There's miles and miles of beaches that all have playgrounds on the beach. So you can be on the beach and then you can be at the playground, be on the beach. Be on the... It's like perfect. And they have amusement parks. And so I looked up hotels in Rimini. I booked us one with a spa that turned out to be the most incredible thing. And we went and it was incredible. It was fun. It was slow. It even rained one of our beach days. And you know what? So Shay and I started dancing in the rain. And then the last night when our older son was there, he and Josh wanted a night, just the two of them as guys to go out because he's 21 now and he can do that. And so I went on a date with Shay. I took Shay to a restaurant I'd been wanting to go to. I ordered all the food that I wanted and my wine and I got him juice and we had a date. And then afterwards we went for ice cream and it was so much fun. My little date, my little man. And the next day we used the spa because we were about to go to Tuscany to lead the retreat. I was having, I had seven women flying in to be with me. 
And so we used the spa and it turned out we got the entire spa to ourselves. And it was like all these different baths, like a Haman spa and a hot tub and a cold shower and a hot shower and different lights and tea. And we ordered champagne. And the three of us, Josh's older son didn't want to come. It was me, Josh and Shay. We were naked running around this spa, first going in this level of hot tub and then going in that cold pool and then getting our feet soaked for two hours. It was magnificent. It was incredible. It was sexy. It was fun. Like we could have so much fun with Shay. And then Josh and I could share these hot, passionate kisses over his head while our feet were in the bath. It was, it was the everything of everything. Josh took Shay for a little bit so that I could be under one of the waterfalls in self-pleasure. I filled up so much so that when I got to Tuscany and the first woman arrived and then after her woman, after woman, after woman, women who, some women I know who have been in all my programs and some women who I've never met before. We've seen each other on Facebook. They follow me. I follow them, whatever it is. And I had so much to give because it was so full from all of the love and all of the yumminess. And this retreat, sisters, I can't even, I'm still processing because I'm just coming from that retreat now to Florence. And I'm still processing that retreat because it was one of the most, if not the most exquisite body of work and retreat I've ever led. This was the sensual goddess retreat in Tuscany. And we went through like a hundred villas to find the villa that we wanted. We had certain criteria. It had to have a private pool, ability to have a private chef. We wanted there to be a house to the side where Josh and Shay could be. It was like we had all this criteria. We found one. We booked one on Airbnb. And then the woman wanted us to go off of Airbnb and send her $12,000 cash. Wait a minute. We need to use Airbnb because that's how we're protected. And then she said something about Americans. And it became this whole thing. This villa looked so beautiful. It was like so everything. I wanted to be in it so badly. So I said, can we just have a Zoom call? And the woman said, no. And so I was like, no, okay, we're not doing this. And we all were like, we're not sending her $12,000 without even a Zoom call. And then we were so stressed. Where are we going to find another villa? And people knew that villa. I put it in the pictures online on the website. And so we went scouring through more villas. And oh my goddess, we were in the most gorgeous villa the most gorgeous space, the most gorgeous land I have ever seen. It was acres and acres of land, completely filled with pomegranate trees, olive trees, lined in lavender, lined in so much rosemary, bushes of rosemary, that Stacy, my best friend who came to support me on the retreat, she would walk down the rosemary bushes with her arm against the rosemary bushes so that she smelled of rosemary. Like It was so glorious. The villa is called Tormanta Villa because, because Tormanta means sunset and the view of the sunset every day while eating our dinner, we got to see crimson, orange, yellow, purple, blue sunsets that were so alive and so gorgeous and so full. It blew us wide open. And the villa was woman owned. Daniela, who owns the villa, is the most incredible woman, and she was our private cook, chef, and she's so delightful. And every room, each woman got her own room, and each room was so beautifully decorated, one in all lavenders and one in all yellows and one in all crimson reds. And I asked women to be a greedy goddess and choose the room that they wanted, and each woman got the room she wanted, whether it was one with a balcony or it was one with a big bathtub. It was so incredible. And there's this beautiful living room where we could do our opening ceremony. And the first day, once they'd all arrived and gotten settled in, they gathered out at the front door of the villa and Stacy met them. She was able to do sacred ceremony, sacred ritual with them and sage them and ask them, what are you leaving behind in order to step into this retreat? And so they each would share leaving behind perfectionism or leaving behind not being good enough or leaving behind the stories at home or this or that. And then they each walked to me in this sacred, beautiful, slow way where I greeted them with oils and I greeted them with a feather and I asked, what are you stepping into? And I held their faces in my hands one by one looking into their eyes and we cried. And so we then all gathered into the living room in silence and I opened up and asked, why are you here? Like, yes, for pasta. Yes, for fun. Yes. 
and really, why are you here? And immediately within minutes, women were sharing their stories of what they've been through or what they're walking away from or what they're leaning into and what they're desiring with their lives. And we were all laughing and crying and expanding. And it was like magical and best friendship created immediately. So that when we all went to our very first dinner together, everybody was already hugging and loving. It was like so, we had known each other hours and everybody already felt so close. That was our first day. It was remembering. I asked them to remember who are you and why are you here? Remember. The word remember, member is your body. So come back into your body. Who are you? Why are you here? And then day two was about releasing. I asked all the women to come in all black. We got into circle and we opened up journaling and we talked about all that we need to release all the things in our lives that are holding us back, the voices, masks. We played with the masks. Like what are the masks that you're wearing? The masks of being a perfect mom or being someone else's daughter, the masks of who you think you're supposed to be. We all wear these masks. And what are the masks that you need to release in order to be the woman that you were born to be? And we went through this beautiful process that everybody was sharing their grief, their anger, all of themselves. And then we turned on the music. You might call it swamping from Mama Gina before her. I called it rage raving. I learned this from so many mentors. We invoked the goddess Kali, who's the goddess of fire. And we went, ah, and we screamed and we let go. and We let the anger out and the rage out at the injustices of the world and Roe v. Wade being overturned and children being killed in schools and abuses and neglecting and rapes and so many. It was like we let it all out. And there was one woman who couldn't scream. And she's like, I want to scream. I want to let it out. And I went over to her. I worked with each woman individually. And then I went over to her and I said, sister, maybe you need to cry. And we switched the music. And she started bawling. And she let out decades of tears about injustice that had been done to her that was not fair. And I held her and I held her as she released and released and released. And together then we all hugged and we all cried and we all released. We let ourselves grieve in a way that this world tells us as women that it's not okay to grieve. They tell us that we're too emotional, that we shouldn't be angry, it's not pretty, and we shouldn't cry, that it's not professional and bullshit to all of it. As women, we were born to emote. That's what makes us great friends and great mothers and great sisters. We have to have space to let it out. Then we were all able to come together in big hugs and in rejoicing. And we turned on the song, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And we all started going crazy. And we passed out colorful feathers and everybody was like having a ball. I get knocked down and screaming and jumping. And then we turned on all these women's empowerment songs from Beyonce and Lizzo. And it was like, then we were so up. And then we all hugged and sang to each other. Shana Knowles' song, How Could Anyone Ever Tell You That You Are Anything Less Than Perfect? How could anyone ever tell you you are anything less than whole? And we cried and we hugged. And then one by one, I led them into the pool. And we held such a sacred ritual that we have no pictures of it. I have pictures of everything else. And in the pool, now that each woman had released, I asked each woman who she was stepping into, the queen, the goddess, the true powerful woman, and each woman declared, and then in a circle, we all held her body as she floated in the water and dunked herself. And many different traditions have water rituals. In Judaism, it's the mikvah. In Catholicism, Christianity, it's baptism. And this was not about religion. And it was all at choice. Each woman chose, do I want to cleanse in this water and just clean away all that I've released and rebirth? Right? It's like going back into the womb. It's a rebirth. And it was so beautiful and so powerful. And then we had an afternoon off. And then I was able to say, and now come together. We're having a cooking class. And it was so powerful and so fun. And we put on those big chef hats and we made our own dinner with these beautiful chefs. And it was so much fun. And then we had about an hour break when our food was cooking that we had made. And we talked about stepping in to our sensual goddess self. Thousands of years ago, there were actually sacred whores. There were 
women who did sexual healing practices with men coming back from war and men going out to war and it and even with women, I mean, it was a very like sacred practice to support with our bodies and it wasn't gross. It wasn't nasty. It wasn't slut. Wasn't it even a word, but it wasn't bad. And that's been taken away with the feminine. And so I'd asked everybody to bring a sacred whore outfit, or if you don't like those words, it's a, I said to reclaim the word, right? But it's like, fine, a sensual goddess outfit. And so everyone had that hour to go put on, like I gave them jewels that they could put on their face and glitter for their bodies. And they came, ah, I can't even show pictures because it's like every woman gets to have that for herself, but coming in lingerie, coming in collars, coming in, you know, leather, like whatever it was, it was in glittery. It was so incredible. And then we dined that way. And when in Venice, I had gotten all of us masks. Because sometimes we wear a mask to hide, right? The mask of perfection. And sometimes we put on a mask to step into our biggest self. And it was so incredible. And sisters, that was just day two, right? So that was releasing and reclaiming our power. And then day three was desires. And so there was this big reclamation all day long of what are your desires? We did a powerful silent experience in the morning where everybody went on a vision quest by themselves and saw what nature in the land had to tell them. One woman really focused on the thorns of the roses and what do they have to tell her? And another woman wasn't, her feet wouldn't walk further onto the land. And she said, why am I not allowing myself to walk further in my life to expand? And so it was like this beautiful and then we did this fun exercise around your desires and your vision. I took them through a visioning meditation. And then I said, and who is that biggest version of yourself? Who do you desire to be? And I said, and go be her now. Go get dressed as her because we're going on a field trip. And we went to Montepulciano, which is this like fabulous, beautiful, medieval walled city in Tuscany. And everybody dressed to the nines and in their shoes and their perfume. And I said, go be greedy goddesses. In fact, all week I said, I want you to be a greedy goddess. I want you to have exactly what you want to have. Be greedy. Have the experience that your needs are important. I can't stand that we say in the world that needy is a bad word. Why? We all have needs. So practice sharing your needs, saying your needs, asking for your needs, and having your needs met. Yes, we all get this. So everyone dressed up and we went and we had ice cream and lunches and people went off on their own. Some people stayed together. Some people split. Like It was incredible. It was fun. It was beautiful. It was divine. And then we came back and we got into the pool and we played desire basketball. I made up a game where it's like each person set a desire. And then we took one of Shay's floaties and would, as if it was like a, uh, as if it was a beach ball and we would throw it to each, say a desire and throw it to the next person. And I share this because it's like, this was the experience of this whole week retreat. We could go so deep and heal decades old, lifetimes old traumas. We could be so sacred supporting each other in our most sacred, most holy divinity. And we could have so much fun playing desire basketball in the pool and going to Montepulciano and buying perfume. I think everybody bought the same perfume. Like it could be, it could be all of that. And that's what I'm so proud of in my work. I combine all of that so that after we played desire basketball, we had our next surprise, which was pizza making. And we had the most fun pizza maker, pizziolo is what they're called here in Italy. This man who was probably 65 or 70, Angelo, and he danced with us and he tossed pizzas with us and he flirted with us and we flirted with him and he would kiss us on the cheeks and we would play with the flower and it was so much fun making our own pizza. And we danced and we laughed. And then the next day was Queen's Day. It was rising, right? So we've remembered who we are. We've released what no longer serves us. We've reclaimed our powers and our desires and then we rise as the queens that we are. And so when each woman had come out of the water ceremony two days prior, I dried her off with a towel individually. And then I placed a silk robe, a pink silk robe around her shoulders. And so on Queen's Day, we asked everyone to wear your pink silk robe. And we led them through ritual after ritual. One was looking in each other's eyes and sharing what they loved about one another. And all of the women cried and laughed, hearing reflections from their sisters. And remember, these women had only met three days before. <laughs> but that's how my retreats go. And I brag that that is how my sisterhoods go, that I create the experiences where you go deep. You might not know what their sister's name is or even what town they live in, but you know the deepest parts of them. And that's what makes us feel so seen and so connected. 
And so we then led everybody through rituals of receiving beautiful words and receiving rose oil and receiving incredible learning how to be kind and touch their faces and touch their own bodies and receiving hand massages and foot massages. I mean, it was so beautiful. I can't, if I explain it, it won't sound crazy, but it was so beautiful. And then everyone got ready and we had goddess photo shoots ah! with the incredible Jamie Lee Collier. She's so, oh, she's so gifted at doing goddess photo shoots. She asked everybody to think of three words that embody them. So I'd been asking that question all day and they got to be captured in their essence by her. It was so incredible. And every woman showed up so glorious, right? I had told them to bring a queen's outfit, but they didn't know why. And we had so much fun. We would be hype girls for each other, cheering each other on and seeing like one woman who's been in one of my groups for months and she always comes with her hair back and she's had such a hard time. Nobody in her life wants to see her be big, wants to see her really expand. She's so afraid she's going to offend people if she really shows up big to see her at the end of the retreat with her hair down and her glorious eyes and huge smile and twirling and dancing with her hips and like so big and sharing her biggest vision for the world, which is truly to change the world with harmony and compassion. Like, holy cow. To see the transformation was so beautiful. We each rose as queens. And then the final day was really cementing our sisterhood and cementing this feeling and taking, what are we taking away? And it was, it was five days. And in some ways it went so fast. And in other ways, it seemed like it lasted for 12 years in the most powerful, beautiful way. I'm in awe of the experience. I'm in awe of the women who came. I'm so grateful that they let me usher them through this life. They all said that this was a life-altering experience. They've been home for two days, and already they're sharing the ways that they're thinking differently, the conversations that they're having with their partners about what they need, the work that they're doing, the ideas that they're creating, the journaling they're doing about, about plans and that they're going to do in the world like in two days. They're saying that they're completely transformed. And it's blowing my mind open. It's blowing my heart open. I just keep looking around and going, what is this life, right? It's like I got to be at the villa the next day by ourselves. In fact, it was our anniversary. And so Josh took me out to dinner. Stacy watched Shay. Thank you, Stacy. And Stacy was so incredible on this retreat. Like she and I, the way we hold space together is I'm so fiery. And she is still like water. And of course, she has massive fire in her and I have massive water in me. But like we yin and we yang together so well and she could hold the women so well and hold me and ensure I was taken care of and all the details were taken care of. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, Stacy, for coming to Italy. And then she babysat Shay at night so Josh and I could go out for our anniversary. Went for this beautiful anniversary dinner and it was so incredible. And then it became hard. We started talking about some things that we really need to talk about, about how we co-parent. And it ended up very hard. And I ended up crying. And my mascara was down my face. And then we kept talking through it. And we came home. And after we checked in with Stacy about how everything had been, we went over to the big villa because we were all staying in the little cottage, right? <laughs> and all the women were staying in the big villa. We went into the big villa. And we made love in every room of the house. And it was incredible. And these are the kind of magical moments that we've been having. And so it's been like day after day, experience after experience like this. And then we came to Florence and now we're just here for a few more days. And I share all those details because I don't know what's on your vision board. I don't know what you're dreaming of, what you're desiring. But I share them all because I want you to know that whatever you're dreaming, whatever you're desiring, it's all possible. If you have children, it's possible. There is a way, even if it's not, if you feel like you can't do it right now with children. Okay. What can you do with children? What are the options? Who can babysit? How could you figure it out? If you say, oh, I, I don't have the money. Okay. Can we put away a hundred dollars a month to be able to do it in the future? Can you find miles? Can you do a Kickstarter campaign of your friends asking them instead of giving you Christmas gifts or Hanukkah gifts or birthday gifts, can they each contribute? to this experience of a lifetime that you want to have. There are ways, there are ways, there are ways, there are ways to make additional money by opening an Etsy store or by putting out your services, by raking leaves. Like there are ways. There was no Purpose Girl 12 years ago. There was no podcast three or four years ago. 
And now we have, I don't know, almost 500,000 downloads of this, which blows my mind. And I'm so grateful. Thank you all for listening. And that's what I teach in my Goddess on Fire Mastermind about how to turn your purpose into a business. And I have one spot still open for the September through December cohort. So message me if you want, Karen at KarenRockine.com, and we can talk about if it's for you. But I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was doing. I would listen to what do I truly desire? What do I feel like I'm here for? And when I would see myself leading retreats in Paris and in Italy, I would think that is crazy. Like, who's going to do that? What are you talking about? And I would still listen. And I would make note of the visions. And then I would say, and what's the first next step I can think of? The best next step. So it might have been starting an Instagram. Actually, at the time it was Facebook because I have a lot more people on Facebook than on Instagram. But whatever it is, it's like, what's the next best step? And keep following because things happen in miraculous ways. Like Stacy was saying to me, she had no idea coming into this year that she would end up going to Italy for a week. All expenses paid. But she did. So you never know. Let the next step happen. And if you're listening to any of this and you're like, I would love to go on retreat with Karen, but it is like impossible for me to get to Italy or it just, it's over. I can't do it. Come to Miami. My Miami retreat is October 14th to 16th. It's in the United States. If you are here, it is more affordable because it's more local. Like come, it is Friday to Sunday. So it's a weekend Come, let your heart, your mind, your soul be expanded. Let yourself remember who you are. Let yourself release what doesn't serve you. Let yourself reclaim your power and your desires and expand your desires and let yourself rise as a queen. Come, 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 come. Go to any of my social media. Get on my newsletter list. You will get all the links. Come. It's going to be beyond, beyond, beyond. And I'm so open to doing any payment plan. Like I always do this. I always extend payment plans without penalty because I just want you to have what you need. And so if that's on your vision board, then just message me. Let's make it happen. And if you aren't sure what's on your vision board or you just feel like you really need to get clear on your desires, you need a rebirth for yourself, come to my rebirthday party, September 8th. And no matter what, know that whatever is on your vision board is possible. So I'm going to head out now for the rest of my day in Italy. I will say ciao for now. Arrivederci. I love you. Find me in all the places. Instagram at Karen Rockhine. Facebook, the Purpose Girls Facebook group. Share this podcast with every woman who needs to expand on their dreams and who needs to know that everything is possible. That's how we change the world, one woman at a time. With that, my loves, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.